Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 6, Episode 14, Eye of Osiris. This episode was February 4th, 1991. It was directed by Michael Vahar, and it was written by John Shepard. Why don't we describe this episode in brief? Oh, man, this episode. In this episode, MacGyver is on the search for the lost tomb of Alexander the Great. Yes. Amidst smugglers and thieves and revenge murder plots against MacGyver. Yep. Everything. This has got episode. Everything. And uh, I think we start the episode... In uh, Marion's Tibetan bar. Yep, that's exactly where we are. But but in this, we're in the mountains of Turkey. Right. Uh, not in uh, Nepal. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we get uh, the man coming to the shack in the snowy mountains, and it's MacGyver. But inside, instead of a drinking game, because this is MacGyver. Because it's MacGyver, and we can't have people drinking like crazy on yeah, the show. There's a dice game, but it's just... Roll high, high, high roll yeah. wins dice. It's the game. most boring dice. They're literally playing war with dice. Yeah, I mean, it could have been liars dice. That would have been more interesting. Uh, or Yahtzee, even. <laughs> I would have been less infuriated by that. It was like, it's like three of a kind, straight. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's uh, we get. Uh, Karush and Beth Webb. Uh, Beth Webb is played by Deborah Foreman. Right. Um, I only knew her from one credit from her list, and that was Real, Real Genius. Genius. Yeah, that's what I assumed <laughs> would be your favorite credit. Because <laughs> I was like, she's in one scene. Yeah. And she has like one of the best lines. <laughs> yeah, she plays Susan Decker in Real Genius. Um, she's also Muffy and Buffy in April Fool's Day, the horror film. I have not seen that. I don't think I have either, but I just remember having the cover box at our Blockbuster mm-hmm. and seeing it all the time, but I don't think I ever rented it. I'm assuming they either parent trap her or they're just never on screen at the same time. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it's like a, uh, like they are the same person and we just don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've not seen the movie, so I don't really know the plot. Yeah, I don't know either. But the guy playing Karush here is uh, Mark Aikson, mm-hmm. who plays a janitor in NeverEnding Story 3. He plays the Dock Master in 3KMTG. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what I recognized his IMDb photo from, he was the guy in the mailroom in Elf. Okay. The guy that gets drunk with Buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And starts doing the dancing on the tables with him. <laughs> I, I did not see that elf credit in there. Yeah. yeah. I, I, can, I, can, I already can picture what that guy looks like. Yeah, exactly. But he also apparently plays a homeless guy in Hot Rod, although I, I'm not quite recalling yeah. that character. He also has a lot of voice acting credits. Yes, he does. Because yeah. he's a big guy, so he's got a nice deep voice. Mm-hmm. Good for cartoons. Uh, so, uh, Beth of course, wins the hand, and uh, what she, she they've, they've already been playing for money, but she wagers it all, all the money against a necklace that Karush wears. Right. Um, which is like a, like a triangle wedge. Which, which in Raiders is the, is the, the pendant or medallion yeah, that yeah. she has in the first place. Um, so, uh, they do one last roll, and of course, she wins, and when Karush is going to go back on his deal, MacGyver steps in finally. He says, "Oh, you know, let's keep things, let's keep things fair, you know." And Karush is like, "Yes, fair, friend, fair, yeah." <laughs> Boom! Raiders of the Lost Ark fight yep. starts off. Uh, it's you know people punching each other, uh, flaming logs yeah, hitting setting, people, setting fire to the place. Um, a uh, a little person. Attacks MacGyver. Yeah. And it's, he's got like a high squeaky voice. Yeah. And MacGyver picks him up and hangs him on a chandelier. Which I feel was like 90% of the little people appearances in like the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Like get, like at the end of a fight getting picked up and hung on something. Yeah. Either a coat rack or a chandelier. Um, also, he speaks perfect English, which I, I feel is, it's weird that so many people here speak such perfect English. Yeah. Uh, but they make off with a piece, um, 
and uh, MacGyver and Beth make their getaway. I think it's arguable that this piece was not needed. Yeah, I mean, it, well, I, I, I would argue against it. Okay. I, 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 we'll I, get there when we get yeah, there. Yeah, we get there when we get there. Um, it, it wasn't necessarily required, but it, 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 um, it helped be a piece. And you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I, 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 I really love this episode, and I like everything that happens in All it. All right. Well, I'm going to keep cynically poking holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> you can defend it. I, I enjoy the episode, too. Uh, so on the way back, uh, they're talking about the search for the Eye of Osiris and the curse that surrounds it. Um, they're looking for Alexander the Great's tomb, which MacGyver uh, seemed to think, think was elsewhere. In Alexandria. Yeah. Which is where most people think it is. Yeah. But, oh no, no, this is that's incorrect. No, Beth happens to know that that's just a, that's an apocryphal story. Mm-hmm. Um, at the... Uh, current dig site professor axford is uh racistly barking orders at the uh locals right uh and this is basically like scene for scene the nazis trying to find the room where they use the staff of Ra. yeah exactly yeah they they've recently uncovered a uh a, a statue uh and uh well it's a little couple coming up here in a couple minutes here though uh uh, Beth and MacGyver arrive, and uh, he immediately asks if she got the piece. And, you know, she's trying to say, oh, it was a lot of hard work. MacGyver had to help me. It was a big issue trying to get it, but I got it. And he's not listening to a word she's saying. Um, he just grabs the piece and walks off with it. And I think even he pronounces MacGyver's name wrong. Like, he calls him McGregor. <laughs> Mr. McGregor. So they talk about the death of Alexander and apparently he had found a last will and testament uh, that Alexander the Great had written that he wanted to be placed in a tomb in the mountains of Turkey where the eye of Osiris fell to earth. But he meant actual turkey. Yeah. Because he just loved eating turkey. Oh, so good. Can you bury me in a mountain of turkey? I think the poison is starting to affect his brain. (laughs) (laughs) Or the tryptophan. (laughs) It's a bad combination. Poisoned wine and turkey, you're just going to be out of it. <laughs> this guy's going to sleep for a long time. <laughs> uh, so Beth is describing what the entrance of the tomb and where it can be found and also the curse. Yeah. Everything is coming back to this curse. So uh, where they made the latest f- find is this statue of Ra, but they also refer to him as Ray. Which I found out is actually also okay. Oh, really? I've, I've never in my life heard Ra referred to as Ray. But I think just his friends called him Ray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do, Ray? <laughs> uh, Ray has gone bye-bye, Egon. What have you got left? I'm sorry, Vegman. I'm terrified beyond the capacity for rational thought. <laughs> Mother pus bucket. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, the, the statue of, uh, Ray slash Ra has a, uh, a kind of a crooked arrow staff in its hand that's pointing in a direction. Yeah. And, uh, MacGyver asks what direction it's pointing when it was down in this hole that they found it. And he says it was pointing west. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Hakim, and I think this is supposed to be the same Hakim. From? From Passages. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. Yeah, it's the I same it, actor, and he's using the same name, but he's also like MacGyver recognizes him. Yeah, I think it is supposed to be the same guy, which we didn't think when yeah. we were doing that episode, but I, I believe that now. Yeah, it, it's never brought up. Yeah, MacGyver just go looks at him later on and goes, "Hakim, like, yeah. like, what are you doing here?" I mean, he also like knows about antiques and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so Hakim is uh, has a remote trigger, and he basically blows a piece of the cable that's hauling the statue up and it falls to the ground and smashes. Yeah. Well, when we last saw Hakeem, he was supposed to be going to... He was, he was supposed to be... Deported. Kicked back, yeah, kicked back to his country and then charged for the theft of these Antip- ancient Antip- artifacts. Yeah. yeah, so he should have. He should be in a prison right now. But... He's not. He's not. He had, he had the resources to yeah. get out. But yeah, so he blows up this statue... Um, and so while everyone is distracted with the crane accident, uh, 
Hakim sneaks into the professor's tent and starts stealing everything that he can. Right. He grabs the will. He grabs the completed uh, medallion. Yeah. Uh, the finished three-piece puzzle. Yeah. So complicated. Yeah. Um, but before before he can make off with it, he drops it into a, some soft powder sand. Yeah. Uh, they had been, I guess, sifting through. So they had like this finely dusted sand. Um, and but he and he gingerly picks it up, like just to to not disturb the yeah. impression at all, uh, which is fine because I, I like I like what happens. Yeah. Uh, MacGyver is examining parts of the crane while everyone's saying like it's the curse, and the professor is just like, no, you're just incompetent. <laughs> uh, MacGyver goes, <laughs> I don't think it's either because this looks like this was cut. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, wait, what are you saying? You're saying this happened on purpose? Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, no. All the stuff. The stuff. Uh, uh, Hakim gets into his car and tells his driver to go. And he looks over at his driver and you just see, like, blood start dripping from his head. Yeah. And he falls forward and there's a bullet the, hole yeah. in the side of the car. Um, and that's when Nicholas Von Leer grabs him and wants to know just who he is. Right. And uh, Nicholas Von Leer, of course, played by... Kai Wolf. Kai Wolf, our fourth appearance. Fourth and final, unfortunately. Yeah. We had him as Stepan Frolov, mm-hmm. Hans Visser, and Lady Smith Black Mombazo. No, <laughs> just, just Lady Smith. <laughs> Keep doing that. Oh, Lady Smith. <laughs> I, I like that, like, that he is such a, like, not threatening name as, like, this deadly smuggler. Is it Lady Smith because, like, way back in the day, his family used to make women? I don't understand what that. <laughs> they changed it at Ellis Island. Yeah. <laughs> he used to be Madam Maker. <laughs> That's got to be my name. Yeah. Well, because, like, you hear names like anything that has, like, the, a German name, like Mocker. Like, yeah. Finstermacher or something Mocker. It's always because they were craftsmen. Yeah. And that was their last name. So... MacGyver is noticing that the uh, medallion piece left a perfect imprint in this loose sand. Right. And he thinks that he can uh, maybe make a plaster impression. but And the professor is, is like, maybe, but if he thinks that the sand is too loose, that well, as soon as you start pouring the plaster, it's going to disturb it. Yeah. So MacGyver uh, makes a just like a water and sugar compound. Sugar water. <laughs> he makes sugar water. Sugar water. More. Uh, and uh, he sprays it so that when the sugar dries and crystallizes, it'll have a little bit more form to it. You ever see when people pour, like, molten aluminum into an anthill? Oh, so crazy. Yeah, it looks awesome. Um, like, a lot of those DIY melting aluminum, it's like, oh, yeah, that seems, like, really easy. I wonder if I could do that. Nope. That, yeah, that's super deadly. Yeah, then I see like scenes where that goes horribly wrong. Yeah, it's too easy to just kill yourself with that stuff. Yeah, because uh, like the slightest bubble of moisture in the container that you're doing, it boils off so much that it makes a, it just fills Pops and just throws everything. Yeah, it just cr- throws a glob of frigging molten aluminum in your face. Yeah, and then you're Johnny Tremaining it the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Johnny Tremaine jokes. Uh, I know J- Jeff Tremaine. <laughs> he directed uh, the Jackass movies. Uh, Johnny Tremaine. I think I've referenced him on the show before. Johnny Tremaine um, was a, like a book he had to read in grade school about the Revolutionary War. Oh, okay. He was a, the son of a silversmith. And like you weren't supposed to do work on Sundays, but his father was going to lose money on this order that wasn't going to fulfill it. So he and his siblings stayed home sick from church so that they could smith the silver. Yeah. And a glob of it fell onto his hand and, like, deformed his hand so all his fingers were, like, the Silver. skin fused together. Ugh. Yeah. It's like Django Reinhardt. Yeah. Um, they make a cool reference to it on The Simpsons when, when Marge is homeschooling Bart. And he's like, we're going to read Johnny Tremaine. It's about a boy who has a deformed hand. And Bart goes, Bart goes really? Oh, they should have called this Johnny Deformed. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a... That doesn't happen in this episode, nope. but nope. <laughs> it's purely talking about nope. molten. Here they're using sugar water, which is significantly safer. <laughs> Unless your husband is acting like he's wearing an Edgar suit. Yeah. In which case, sugar water can still be a problem. Uh, so, uh, Von Leer is questioning Hakim about who he's working for and 
And he's really upset because Hakeem has disturbed his plan of luring MacGyver uh, into this, uh, not only a place where he can probably be of assistance to him, but ultimately he would be able to kill him once he finishes his job. Yeah. Because this is the Von Leer of the Von Leer, uh, Eric Von Leer. Yeah, his, his brother was Chris Neem from the Holy Rose, the Holy Rose episodes. Uh, who was blown up, I think. Uh, uh, well, he was lasered. He, yeah, he was lasered back into a cave that then exploded. Yeah. Uh, Hakim suggests partnering up since he's got the artifacts. He's got the medallion and the, and the will. And, and I almost called him Lady Smith. Uh, Von Leer is like, well, what good are those to me? I can't read Egyptian or ancient Greek. But Hakim's like, I can. So yeah. I'm kind of useful to Although you. Although it's kind of a pictograph. <laughs> but sure. Uh, so Von Leer says, all right, I'll, I'll let you stick around. Um, this is like a Jafar Cave of Wonders situation yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so MacGyver removes the plaster mold, and while it's pretty good, Axford is like, meh, the images aren't so clear. Yeah. Um, uh, MacGyver asks why Beth puts up with Axford with, like, all his, like, condescending talk but it turns out that axford is beth's father yeah didn't see that choice coming because they have different names and they intentionally and live her father you. speaks with a british accent and she doesn't yeah um which i wonder about because it seems like all of her dialogue is adr for the whole episode oh really i, yeah. I, I did not notice that yeah so i wonder if maybe she was doing a british accent the whole time mm. and then they were like it's too obvious that she's the daughter, so let's do the whole thing over again with you doing an American accent. Interesting. That's weird. It's like Jodie Foster in Elysium. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Instead, Jodie, we're going to have you re-record all your lines and have you kind of like... Speak in an unintelligible gibberish. <laughs> oh, that movie. Chappie was much better. I still have to see Chappie. I mean, it's not... A, you, you, when you when you start off with a movie like District Nine, it's really hard to compete with anything you do. Yeah. Although all his stuff for his proposed Alien movie looks great. Oh, I yeah, am yeah. like ecstatic. Yeah. Um, j just ignoring that any of the other sequels happened. Mm -hmm. It's like yes, that's exactly what you need to do. <laughs> uh, I love David Fincher and I love Janae, but those movies were terrible. Yeah. Uh. So, so he's just starting from James Cameron's? Yeah. That's, yeah. He's pretending that's the last movie and this is the third one. Yeah, it's a direct sequel to okay. Aliens. Cool. That's where we needed to go. It yeah. really is. Uh, so uh, Beth you know, confides in MacGyver a little bit that they have a really rush, rough relationship. Um, but basically, she hoped that they could get to know each other working together. But Axford is so obsessed with finding the eye in the tomb that he doesn't even really have any time for her. Yeah. Uh, so MacGyver now starts looking over some of the, the the artifacts that they have left in their possession. He's got the the arrow staff. He's got the uh, the impression of the medallion, and he starts looking at some of the maps of the area. Uh, uh, and he's got got some things in mind sure we, we can see in his in his head that there's like some thoughts uh so he says he's gonna go off and check something out and he tries to have a little bit of a talk with axford um but really axford is almost in the right says like how i handle my family is none of your business yeah like that's a little true like macgyver does tend to butt into family yeah. affairs quite a bit and um, then macgyver says well maybe it's a defective gene yeah you freaking mutants <laughs> Have you tried not being a mutant? <laughs> oh, the obvious reference that's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, so MacGyver takes out the snowcat and starts driving it around. Uh, he finds a uh, like a bit of melted snow area, like in a sandy bank, um, and a lot of really dark colored stones that he takes with him. Uh, meanwhile, Beth uh, is working in her tent, and... Von Leer approaches her, and you think something horrible is going to happen, but it doesn't because they know each other. Yeah. Once again, this is a very similar to the Holy Rose, where they are working together, 
secretly. Yeah. And uh, things are going awry. Von Leer has uh, basically paid off all her family debts, and now she is in his pocket. Yeah. Um, also, much like uh, uh, Novus Riley in Squeeze Play. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he wants pictures of the tomb to sell. He wants to be the first one to have the pictures. But now, not only does he want the pictures, but he wants everything else, including to have her spy for him. Have you seen the picture of when they found King Tut's tomb? When the rope was still tied on the front of the chamber. Oh no! It's great. It's there's like a picture from when did they find the tomb? It was oh, like in God. the 1800s. Uh, I don't know if it was that long ago. Well, either way, it's a black and white shot of just these doors with this ancient, ancient like Egyptian hemp rope tied between the two handles of the doors, and mm. it's just like got a big knot in the middle. Don't you come like, out of there? <laughs> we haven't even opened this thing yet. Like this is what it looked like when we got here. And but now it's a, it's we're going to steal everything. We're going to take this corpse and send it on tour. <laughs> Everything's going to the British Museum. Yeah. Uh, Egypt was like, can we, can we have some things? No. No. But th- this is our, our Pharaoh's tomb. This is like if we went over and blew out the eternal flame and sent JFK's corpse over to <laughs> the Middle East and just said, like, he lives here now. What? Yeah. No. No? Well, we'll talk about it. Give us give us 70, 80 years, yeah. and we'll we'll talk about it. When you guys are a superpower, you can take all of our corpses and do whatever <laughs> you want with them. Oh, the British Museum still has so much stuff. I know. It's like it's ours now, so. Which is what makes it all the more frustrating that that Indiana Jones's yeah <laughs> catchphrases it belongs in a museum. It's like nope, it belongs right where it is. Yeah, you belong, leave it alone. It belongs in a museum in the country in which it exists. Yeah, not. Marcus's museum yeah. in America. <laughs> Look, they don't pay me at that school. I mean, like the Cross at Coronado, okay, that's a piece of American history of sorts. But that idol he steals from Peru, definitely not yeah. Amer- South American history. Well, he doesn't even steal it, though. I mean, he... Well, he does, he but he does, doesn't. but then someone steals it from him. But then he steals it back, and then it's stolen again. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know... Uh, the guy got stepped into the arrow trap. Yep. Lots of traps down there. We're going to have lots of booby traps coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm get ready. so excited. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Von Leer wants Beth to spy on MacGyver and her father. And because she wants to embarrass her father for all the grief that she's suffered from him. Right. So, MacGyver arrives and uh, he has a bunch of information from him. He said that nearby uh, he found some tektites, which we all know are the four-legged jumping spiders from uh, Hyrule. Uh, right. Is that what they're called, tektites? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in this version, tektites we all are, tektites are actually uh, stones fused together by an intense blast. Uh, uh, MacGyver shows Axford and Beth his theory of uh, what he believes is a meteorite. And that's why the central piece of that medallion is important. On the medallion, there's a, the Eye of Osiris, which is blue. Yeah. And they even comment that, like, oh, most Egyptians had darker eyes. Yeah. And they, there was never been a depiction of a blue eye. Um, but also, the rays uh, from the eye are pointed up instead of pointed down, like like as if the sun god raining light down. This is more like like the tail of something coming down from the sky. Yeah. Uh, so MacGyver believes that this, the Io Osiris falling was a meteorite. And it was a large enough meteorite to create a massive crater and that everyone, all the local peoples saw it. And when Alexander the Great showed up with his blue eyes, everyone was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so... But even in this episode of MacGyver, I'm speaking of, Alexander the Great was so impressed with like this site and the object that fell from the sky. Like, this place must be pretty significant. I, I, I firmly believe this. Yeah. So that, that's why Alexander wanted to be buried here, not somewhere else. He wanted to be buried where the gods touched the earth. Yeah. Cause in he Tunguska, was... Russia. Yeah. Another crazy thing. Yeah. The Tunguska blast of, was it, 
1909 or something? He says 1909. It was, it was, it was, I think he says 1909, but it was actually 1908. Hmm. So he has the year off by one, or it was 1910. Either way, he was yeah. off by one year. Uh, for those who don't know, the Tunguska Blast was a, what they believe, a comet fragment. Yeah, that landed um, in a forest in Russia and it, just desolated the yeah, area. Yeah, it, it it just destroyed everything. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this, this this planet is not safe. Matthew uh, totally is just convinced that it's going to happen any day now. What, that a comet's going to land? Well, or? a meteorite. He's, he's, that's like his one of his biggest fears. Yeah, Probably but he knows that there's a lot of people that are searching for them. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but you can only search 3% of the sky. That's all I need. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to be in this 3%. Yeah. I'm feeling lucky. Yeah. Uh, so uh, with the direction that the statue was pointing, they were able, MacGyver was able to trace a line across the rim of this crater. Yeah. Because uh, the topographical maps, no one noticed that there was a crater because the the map was the the portion that has the crater on it was like on f- like two or three separate pieces um, because it's like right at the corner. Yeah. So no one ever like put these things together that you can see that there's like a, an obvious Circle. major impact yeah. point here. Uh, so they head out to. Have you the, ever been to a crater? You know. I have the only a volcanic crater, never, oh, never okay. an impact crater. I've, wa- I've wanted to go to the one um, in Arizona. Yeah, meteor crater. Yeah, because of, well, partially because of Starman. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also that that it's just incredible. Yeah, we went and did the tour and everything when we went through on our honeymoon Route sixty six. Oh yeah, drive. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's awesome. It's pretty cool looking. I'd be happy to go back sometime. Yeah, it's. It's part of my Southwest tour. Yeah. With like Carlsbad. There's really not a lot in Arizona. Arizona's probably the worst part of that tour. Well, yeah, I mean, like. New Mexico's great. Yeah, because New Mexico is like you got the VLA and you got the Trinity site. Yeah. Um, but the the sites to see in Arizona were few and far between. But it's basically the Grand Canyon and Meteor Crater. Well, there's four corners. Which is part of Arizona, uh, sort of. <laughs> um, Even that's arguable. Aren't uh, the are the cliff dwellings? No, the cliff dwellings are in New Mexico, aren't yeah. they? Uh, what about the petrified forest? Is that Arizona? Uh, that is Arizona. Yeah. That's near Holbrook, where those TP yeah tents are. And um and the airplane graveyard. I think that's also Arizona. It could be. There's there's it's like it's like a hundred thousand airplanes. Oh, wow. it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. There's one in California too, but um, maybe the Arizona one's bigger. I'm not sure. I, love, I, I always wanted to go to a place like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, look at all these airplanes that no one is using. Yeah. Um, but that's what's so, so cool about like shows like Lost, where they could go, we need a 747. Oh, well, here's one. Yeah, Great. here's a bunch of them. We're going to take it apart and blow it up for a TV show. Yeah, that's fine. It does, doesn't matter. <laughs> no one's using it. Yeah. Um, and still probably the most expensive episode of television ever. Uh, did you ever... Um, uh, did you ever... Did you ever, were you, uh, there's a woman who built a home nearby here, somewhere in our area. Like yeah. Um, and he, she built it out of airplane parts. So Never like, like, like her, her patio roof is the wing of a 747. Really? Um, That's weird. I was driving down the grade and there was this huge truck uh, parked on the side on a turnout. And it was like, there's a, just a massive wing on the truck bed. It's like, it's one of those oversized loads. Oh, with that's like, crazy. With the support cars, you know, that follow it and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, that's a giant airplane way. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and then, uh, it was like, it was like months and months later that I read about the article, this woman building house with airplane parts. Oh, that's crazy. I was like, well, that was probably part of it. Yeah. I want to look that up now. Um, it, it could have also though, in retrospect, it could have also maybe have been a part of air force one. Uh, at the wrong. Oh, going up to Reagan. To going up to the Reagan Museum. It's hard to say. Yeah. But that woman's house is in the area. Yeah. Uh, but getting back to MacGyver again. I yes. love our tangents. Um, <laughs> uh, so they uh, they find what they're looking for are now the pillars of Osiris. Right. Which of course there is like this weird horned structure uh, of stone, and as Professor Axford gets up to it, he says that. This is man-made carved stone, but it's meant to look like it's part of the landscape. Right. Uh, and but just like those rocks from the Holy Rose. Yeah, uh, I would say that the rocks from the Holy Rose 
although were suspiciously arranged, looked more natural yeah. than, than this thing did. Yeah. Because also, this thing has a gigantic carving of an eye in it. Yeah. An Egyptian-style eye. Yeah. Someone would have it's found this. It's supposed to this. look like nature carved this eye in the rocks. Um, and there's a, there's a hole in the pupil that goes all the way in. And MacGyver suspects that the key is that staff that they have. Yeah. So he... So he just pokes raw in Yeah, the just like, he's going to shove this in yeah. there. You're like... He doesn't Aah. know that this whole mountain is a voodoo doll for Pete. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, was, I was picturing a scene like uh, in uh, X-Men First Class. Where McAvoy's inside Kevin Bacon's head. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Fastbender's rolling the coin through his brain, and McAvoy's just feeling the pain of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, as soon as they, like, push it all the way in, of course, ancient Egyptian hydraulics and doors kick yep. in and uh, open up a section of this mountain. It's a, it looks like a really tiny door. Yeah. When it, when it opens well, up. Well, it's also half buried in snow. Yeah. So uh, I, I kind of like assumed. It actually doesn't look super unlike the doorway that they they sledded out of in uh, Gold Rush. Oh, yeah? I, I don't know if it's the same one, but there was like a little door in a big rock wall that they mm. basically covered up with like a fake, fake ice, yeah. frozen waterfall. That they just blasted through. I, f- I feel like that was a long time ago, as far as the show is concerned. Yeah, but it might have just been a set that they had. Uh, so they start going inside, and um, I am immediately upset with the professor, who just starts wandering in and meandering all around. It's like, do you not know about booby traps? Because yeah. they're probably booby traps. Yeah. Um, uh, but as soon as they get into a room, they're in a very like dusty, dirty stone room, much like Mask of the Wolf kind of cave, with just a sarcophagus and some like sandstone pillars. It doesn't look all that great. It's Do you not think a there's great... a historical precedent for booby traps in a burial tomb, like in real life, or do you think that's just something that happens in movies? I think it's something that just happens in movies, or that they probably did find remnants of booby traps, but they probably thought that the, the booby traps were probably more like just pits. Yeah. Like if you don't, if you're not looking very closely to where you're going, you're going to fall. Um, I don't, and they may have tried to set elaborate traps, but they would, they wouldn't work after so much time. Yeah. They just wouldn't. Yeah. Um, did you see X-Men Apocalypse? Um, that's the most recent one? Yeah. No, I did not. It's not terrible, but the opening of that movie is, is, yeah. It's, it is terrible. So it's like Bizarro Ghost Ship? <laughs> it's... I'm just going to spoil it for anyone who's listening. The implication is that the ancient pyramids not only were built were built above a gigantic shaft and that the entire pyramid is supported by one pillar in the middle. Okay. <laughs> so if you take out that one pillar, the whole pyramid will collapse. That sounds right yeah, to me. That sounds right. I was like, what is this supposed to be? Uh, anyway. Uh, so, in the, in, the, in the room with the sarcophagus, Von Lear decides this is the moment to make his appearance with Hakim. Yeah. And this is where, of course, MacGyver recognizes. He goes, Hakim, what are you doing here? Uh, and then he puts him in a coma. Yep. Uh, uh, Von Lear also basically forces Beth to confess that they've been working together. And, of course, Beth was hoping to delay this confrontation. Right. And also certainly not wanting to do it under gunpoint at uh, Von Lear's hand. This is also when Von Lear also confesses to MacGyver that he's Eric Von Lear's brother. Yeah. Who you lazed. Guess what? I am related to the other Von Lear that you know. (laughs) Um, Also, I think it's weird that he blames MacGyver for his death. Uh, because... Well, MacGyver did build a laser that shot his brother and then blew him up. But but it's like the implication of that, that there was some kind of investigation, and MacGyver was like... There's like police records of him... That's true. Usually MacGyver's pretty good about just... Yep. 
just kill the person. I'm going to go home. Yep. Nobody look into it. Yeah, so, like, the implication is that they went, they found Von Leer's body. There was an investigation, and MacGyver had to, to prove his innocence and self-defense of this killing. Yeah. And somehow Eric uh, Nicholas Von Leer found out about it. Yeah. That's a larger, much, obviously, like, with the Die Hard situation that this is supposed to be, like, with Simon and uh, Hans, Hans Gruber. yeah. Like, everyone saw Hans Gruber fall off that building. Uh, and everyone knows that he that McLean was the one who was the last one to have him alive. Yeah, that's incredible public knowledge. The only one who knew that Von Leer died in that cave in such a way was MacGyver and uh, the archaeologist. I think Eric and Nicholas are more believable brother names than Simon and Hans. Yeah, feels like two very distinct, different. Simon, I, I don't know. We're, we're the, the origin of the name Simon. So. Yeah, I'm not sure either. So, um, they, of course, now Von Leer says, I'm going to take everything. Of course, he's a Von Leer. And when they open up the sarcophagus, it's completely empty. And then, of course... It's just full of candy. <laughs> and then Murdoch sits up. Uh, underneath, he just, like, he's emerges wearing, He's wearing it. his devil costume. Um, yeah, so as soon as they open it up and see that it's empty... Doors slam shut, and they're sealed in the room. Uh, House on Haunted Hill style. Yeah. So, uh, Hakim is immediately worried that we're gonna they're gonna run out of air. So Von Leer says, "Well, I'll just shoot them." And I promise, More air I, for us. I promise, I won't shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if if I was Hakim, I'd be like, "Wait a minute! If you're willing to kill them for extra air for us, you're probably gonna kill me for extra air for you." And then you're going to die. And then you'll kill yourself for extra air. For Anubis. Yeah. Because in this room, there's a gigantic statue of Anubis. Yeah. And according to the legend, you had to pay tribute to Anubis in order to emper, enter... Emperor? Emperor? Emperor. In order to enter the real tomb. So uh, inside the room, there's a bunch of like... like the, the It's much like a Treasure of Manco where there's like these like hands waiting. Um... Uh, but in this, in the statue of Anubis, they're kind of more in like a holding position. Like it should be, there should be something in his hands. So uh, there are all these different pot, clay pots in the room, and they're all different weights. Yeah. So MacGyver says, "Well, it's just, you just got to find the one that's supposed to fit." Uh, but Beth finds it a little easy. Like she, she just hey, here's a pot with a picture of Anubis on it. It's like, oh, yeah. Well, they didn't make it all that hard then. Yeah. This should have been a more of a complicated puzzle. This should have been one of those like five gallon, three gallons. Or it should have been gallons. like the end of Last Crusade and it should have been like, no, that's the obvious choice. Yeah. you got to go with a different one. Or yeah, like, was that with a vengeance here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the five gallon and the three gallon you have to make two. Yeah. Like, something crazy. Because that's something like Ptolemy would have set up. Yeah, Ptolemy yeah. would have totally set up a really elaborate thing like that. Yeah. So, uh, they put the they put it the pot in the hands and a, a door opens. Barely. <laughs> um, this door kind of freaks me out because you have to like, it's it's like a long hallway of the door, but you have to squeeze through the whole shaft to get in. Um, and so everyone has to like tightly get through this portion of the door. Um, and Von Lear, of course, says MacGyver to go first just in case there are more traps. Um, and the next room is this massive set. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. They went all out for this set. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, this is like a season finale set. Yeah. Guaranteed it was a set in something else. Yeah. Um, it's like really angular, cool Egyptian looking carvings, giant columns. And it's all, we will find out, on hydraulics. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a, a beam of light coming in from a, a vein of quartz crystal that the professor identifies. That leads all the way to the surface. And that's why the light's coming in. So good thing they did it during the day. Uh, and uh, inside there's a... Oh, we didn't mention. One of the things they keep bringing up is this thing called the Tree of Life. Which is just like... It's, a, it's just a column with four bars across it that are supposed to represent the four elements. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, so, sitting in the middle of this room, well, at the far end of the in the middle, is that a massive version of the Tree of Life. Right. And Von Leer 
instantly assumes that that must be the coffin. Right. Even though it's standing upright, and that'd be kind of weird. Yeah. Um, so... This body would just be a puddle in the bottom of it. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, uh, Hakim is having trouble squeezing through the doorway, so Von Leer just shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, there this you go. This will save us some time. More oxygen for me. Ha-ha! <laughs> uh... So Von Leer wants MacGyver to open up the coffin, and uh, Beth MacGyver and Axe... realizes it's a fifth element scenario. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Beth and Axford have a moment to talk a little bit, and they, they almost reach an understanding of like why she did it and what's wrong with him and how sad and sorry he is. Um, but MacGyver has the theory that, that it will, will require all four elements to open this door. Right. So inside the room... He doesn't uh, need boron. He just needs the first four. Yeah. Hydrogen, helium, lithium, beryllium. Is that the first four? Yeah. So MacGyver finds a uh, a uh, pot full of, uh, I guess, sulfur? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's some kind of burning powder. It was originally Egyptian urine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wasted away to just the sulfur. Um, and so he pours it into the first layer of the uh, tree and lights it on fire. Right. And then he pours some water because there's a fountain uh, that's in this room. That functions thousands of years later. Fully functioning. I guess I guess it functions off the snow melt, but also empties somewhere. Yeah. Uh, this whole room should just be filled with water yeah. and ice. It's got to be cold in that room. Uh, and uh, so he fills the next layer up with water, which starts creating uh, steam vapor. Uh, which is air, and then it condenses on a solid piece of rock that's been carved into a conical shape, uh, a stalactite, if you will, sure. um, that when the water condenses on it, it drips down to the bottom, which then lowers a weight and opens the coffin. Yeah, which they could have just pushed on. Completely with you. Just, yep. Well, if I just reach my hand here, just push this button, yep. everything everything will work out. Um also, if you want this coffin to be sealed, why would you make a way to open it? Yeah. Like, why just seal it up and not have it be openable? Yeah. Well, maybe it was at the request of the deceased. Like, yeah. I want a button somewhere I might be able to reach. Just in case. That'll let me out. Just in case. Um, like how Ben Franklin was buried with a string that led to a bell above his grave so that if he woke up and he was dead that he could... Oh, goodness. Because he was terrified of being buried alive. On uh, on Imager, the, the some guy was posting. Uh, uh, they post like sometimes they post job stories. Yeah. And one of them was from a graveyard, and they were exhuming a body, and inside of the coffin had nail scratch marks. Oh jeez. <laughs> I was just like, Ugh. I mean, it was from a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, probably before like advanced embalming methods. Yeah. But uh, it was like. Gosh, I wonder how often that happened. Yeah. Pretty sure he's dead. Uh, dead enough. Put him in the ground. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah, that's crazy. Why would they exhume that body? Um, they were, I think that they were, according to the story, they were moving the graveyard. It was oh, a okay. poltergeist situation. Yeah, but they were moving the bodies. Yeah, they, they actually moved the bodies, but left the headstones. I don't know why they would have to open the coffin in that case um i'm not sure yeah i might be remembering the story wrong all i remember is that he said that the coffin has nail scratch marks yeah. on the inside and i was like Duh. that's not cool with me yeah so the uh weight pushes down and the coffin opens up and right. inside is a traditionally wrapped mummy you know all in rags but on the face is a very like alexander the great uh, kind of golden death mask, basically. Right. It, it's it's more of a, from when he was a child, I guess. It's like more of like a Cupid or kind Cherub. of as Cherub-esque yeah. kind of face. Um, but also wrapped in his arms is a gigantic, smooth, polished, round sapphire, like right. a lens, like yeah. the lens of an eye. It's like bigger than a bowling ball. Yeah, it's it is a massive gem. I don't think that they would be able to just pick it up the way they do. No, and I don't think that that mummy would still be able to hold on to it. Yeah. Oh, well, 
Although we do find that there are some mechanics in this movie. Yes, that's true. Uh, Another bizarre setup. Yeah. Although it freaked me out as a kid, and it freaks me out now. Yeah. Um, so uh, MacGyver describes the process of this meteorite coming down, and if it was filled with the right components, uh, that the impact would have created the heat and pressure enough to create corundum. Yeah. And corundum is basically the base of a lot of gemstones. It just happens to be the coloring, um, which has to do with certain elements that are in it that give it the color. So, like, a ruby is red, but it's the same stuff that's in a sapphire, which is blue. Yeah. And, uh, and other, and other type gems. And yeah. I don't think, I think emerald is its own kind of crystal, because I think that's a crystal that kind of grows. Sure. Um, versus, uh, that's like a fusing process crystal. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, also interesting, because corundum is also used industrially, because it's a nine on the Mohs scale. Um, so it's like just, it's just below diamond. Yeah. It's like the next hardest thing to diamond. Yeah. Um, so diamond's so, still number one after yeah. all these years. And number ten. <laughs> right. But still, number one in hardness. Yeah. Uh. So, Von Leer immediately says, "Well, this is coming with me," <laughs> and he picks it up. And as he turns around, oh man. Uh. Uh. Alexander grabs him. Yeah, the arms of the mummy extend and reach for him are on either sides of him. And when he turns around to look at the mummy, the mask pops off to the skull. Yeah. And oh, yeah, the crypt keeper face. Yeah, it's it's really really freaky. Um, um, and then uh, immediately uh, the doors all slam shut to the room, and the walls starts coming in from the side like. Star Wars yeah. trash compactor style. Now, whenever this happens in a movie, I always immediately look for, like, just based on the shape of the room, where the empty, like, areas are going to be. Because when the walls are coming in, they're cut out to fit around, like, staircases, staircases and, and things like that. Yeah, but and then I you're going to be stuck like, underneath the staircase. Well, it depends on how thick this wall is that's moving in. That's like, true. Maybe if it's only, like, two feet thick and then it moves the whole way past you, then you're, like, you just get up and yeah. walk out. Now now you're trapped behind the wall in the middle with the mechanical thing. Well, you're trapped inside a room to start with. I'd rather be trapped behind That's it true. not getting crushed. That's true. That's true. Also, I don't think that those I, – I think as, as interesting as the mechanism is to crush this room, it wouldn't have – with all the columns and stuff in the room, it would have only gotten to a point before it would have to stop. Yeah. Also, none of this would have worked anymore. And also, it would have stopped at a very specific location anyway because of what happens at the end. Right. So the room's collapsing, and uh, uh, everyone's like, it's kind of like scrambling on what to do. MacGyver mentions that uh, also part of the legend is you have to travel through the maze of the eye and that the eye will show the way. Yeah. So MacGyver looks up at the quartz crystal, and there's that Egyptian eye pattern again, but there looks like there's a place to put. The this giant crystal. sapphire, yeah. So uh, he steals it from Von Lee. Well, he didn't steal it. He says, like, Von Lee still doesn't want to give it up. But he says, you want to get out of here or not? Um, so MacGyver races through all this crazy falling debris. Yeah. Um, and climbs up to the lens and, and mounts the lens, which beams it down to this very specific point where there's, like, a pattern of, like, these, this floral pattern. Yeah. And it, it specifically points to one of the... Flowers. Yeah. At this point, when you know what it, which one it is, you take the lens back. Yeah. But no, instead he uh, he leaves it up there as a reference point, and he runs down to the flower that's pointing to, and Von Leer runs past him on the way to it because Von Leer is smart enough to at least get the lens. Yeah. Because um, what if you still needed it? Like, what if you needed yeah. it for what the if next you need part? The eye for more. Um, and. Uh, so MacGyver is like looking and examining at it, and he just kind of like punches it, which I guess it was just like a really thin piece of clay. Yeah. Because it kind of pops out, and there's like a handle that you kind of turn and push in, which opens up a door beneath the the dais of uh, right. where Alexander is. And he's trying to call Von Leer, you know, because MacGyver doesn't leave people for dead. He tries to help them. Yeah. Um, with the exception of the guy from the log jam, which he just let roll right over the yep. top of that crane. Uh uh, and uh, so uh, the the tunnel opens up, and Von Leer retrieves the eye, 
And MacGyver kind of, you know, goes, I'm your dope. But all the walls stop closing yeah. in as soon as he pulls it out yep. of the out of the quartz. And, of course, Von Lear thinks, oh, it's because I pulled this out. I, I saved us. I saved us. So he starts laughing <laughs> maniacally. Yeah. It is the best yeah, laugh. Yeah, mine! <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, we get this close-up of Alexander's skull face again. And the whole room just goes black. Yeah. All the light fades from the room. And this gigantic carved boulder comes crashing through the courts. And just obliterates yeah, the Yeah, he's just like, ugh, like a freight train hit him. It just smashes him through all the pillars in the room. And it's such a heavy, it just looks like a giant slab of marble. Yeah. And it just comes sliding straight down toward MacGyver and Beth, and they duck down into this mm -hmm. cavern underneath. And, and, it, as it, and as the piece of marble lands, it, it kind of finds its way into these grooves yeah. and then starts sliding down the tunnel that they're running through. And then and we it, get our last Raiders reference of the yeah. episode of them running down a hallway while this giant slab of marble is just chasing them down. Yeah. Which should be covered with blood, yeah. but it's not. And, and and have a and have a piece of a uh, sapphire rolling in yeah. front of it, and maybe like von Leer's head just sort of tumbling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as it as it's approaching, it's getting closer and closer. Um, at the end of the tunnel is this pit, and I was like, I wouldn't jump into that pit, but I guess you'd only have a choice. Yeah. Because I would think that that thing is just going to crush you once you get in there. Yeah. Um. Um. So, but of course, it's their only option is to dump down, jump down into this pit. Yeah. And the marble slides over and, and seals them in. Yeah. So now they're in like a, like a one foot deep kind of uh, opening. Like right. It's, it's, it's one foot deep, but it's wide enough for all of them to fit in there. And that's basically where we end the show. Yep. So tune in next week. Yeah. Uh, we're, doing, we're not doing a weekly anymore anyway. No. Uh, <laughs> MacGyver turns on a light and uh, on the base of this carving um, – which what is been, the light that he has? It was a flashlight. Um, yeah, I guess he had it on him. Uh, uh, there's a on the bottom of this stone carving is some pictographs, which should have been rubbed off by yeah. the traveling dragging through this whole hallway. Yeah, uh, covered in von Leer. Um, and uh, there's and just it, like a finger dangling. <laughs> uh. On, a, on the carvings are the Tree of Life again. And MacGyver kind of notices that there's like an impression where they are. So as he pushes one, they kind of click into place. And so he does it from the bottom up, just like how it did with the other one. And as soon as he hits that last one, the floor drops out from beneath them. Yeah. And, and they fall 16,000 feet to their death. Yeah. They, 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 fall, they fall a good 15 feet yeah. onto rocks. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're perfectly fine. Um, and as they as they kind of come to themselves, that that giant slab of marble starts slipping down above them, which which is what I was concerned about with them in yeah. that pit anyway. And they they dive out the front door just in time for this giant slab of marble to to seal off yeah. the entrance. Um, then the the Act Five roundup is that they're back at the construction site, and they're all lamenting the loss of the treasure and the tomb. Like, Again. Yeah, it's right there. Go back in. Go back in. There is now a gigantic hole. I bet that sapphire is destroyed, though. You know what? It's going to be it's gonna be worth more when you break it up and sell it into, as individual pieces. Yeah, because nobody's going to buy the one piece thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, there is now a gigantic hole leading straight into the tomb. Yeah. Because it came from that giant slab of marble just cut yeah. its way through. They already established that that quartz crystal leads to the surface. So, um, walk around up top, look yeah. for a quartz crystal on the ground and with a gigantic marble-shaped slab hole through it. Yeah. Spit on Von Leer's body, get Alexander the Great's body, take it to England. Yeah. Take Von Leer's body wherever you want. Yeah. Just leave it. Either way. Unless he's got another brother. <laughs> uh, the third one shows up. Yeah. Yeah. It, if... If after two Von Leers came after me, I'd start, I better look into this family to yeah, see who else is alive. Yeah, I should see if there's more of them. Um, Axford and Beth reconcile their differences, and uh, 
Um, MacGyver gives a little bit of a quote about search for truth in archaeology. And Professor Axford goes, I wrote that. And he was like, yeah, too bad you forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it kind of leads like into that moment of like, well, we found something better than treasure. Yeah. It's like even Knowledge. Though... Knowledge was our treasure. <laughs> Knowledge is always the treasure for these ancient cultures. Um, yeah, it really bothers me that they just don't go back. Yeah. Go back. It's right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, someone went back at Holy Rose if they found uh, Von Lear's body. body. Yeah. Um, also, as you remember with the Holy Rose cave, that there was another hole that let sunlight in. So there's, a, there's another way in. Mostly because a cinematographer didn't want to try and explain why this cave was well lit and no one had found it. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is the same with like Indiana Jones stuff. Like, uh, you look back at some of the tombs and stuff that he's found. It's like, you know, you can go back in there. There's probably some more. Yeah, there's, there's probably other cool stuff. things in there. Like the 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 the, the Peruvian uh, temple that has that boulder blocking it now. Yeah. But when they had to swing that rope yeah, across, yeah, you set off all the traps in there. Yeah, and when they had to uh, swing across that shaft, it was a tunnel leading straight to the surface. You just rappel yeah. down that. Actually, it's funny. Um, there's a video game called. Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. Um, one of the bonus levels, you have to earn enough money to buy the map to the bonus level. It takes you back to that Peruvian temple, and you actually find another way in to the temple. Oh, the okay. same one. Yeah. And you actually are seeing the boulder from the other side uh, where, where it collapsed, and, the, yeah. and you find the body of the... Now, I imagine all those poison-tipped arrows are done, right? Because he already ran ahead of them. So well, they plus show. that whole room collapsed. Yeah. Um, but in the game, some of them are still active. Like you, you find you find the collapsed room, but you have to still stay off the. Yeah. It's, it's a really actually a cool portion of the game. Huh. That's it's not relevant to the main storyline. It's just a bonus level. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So it, it it just bothers me that they never go back. Yeah. But I friggin' love this episode. That skeleton in the coffin gets me every friggin' time. It's so creepy that it re it just reaches for you. That Alexander said. Yeah, if someone steals the sapphire, here's what I want to happen. I want to be able to reach for him yeah. and have my face fly at him. Yeah. <laughs> like, that reminds me of that Nick Swartzen bit where he's like, uh, at my funeral, like, I want to have my coffin up at the front of the church. And I want it to be a closed casket so that everyone will think that my body is in there. But it won't be. <laughs> My body will come down on wires. <laughs> He's like talking about how it's going to like move around. He's like, I also want to just save up a bunch of money for my whole life and send it off to some random celebrity like John Stamos <laughs> and be like, all you got to do is come to my funeral, cry, and then leave. Just come, cry, leave. You don't have to talk to anybody. Like, I just want to see the look on my friend's faces like, I can't believe he's gone, man. I can't. Dude, is that John Stamos? <laughs> Did Nick know John Stamos? He's crying. Was Nick's last name Stamos? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that, man. It's a funny bit. That was from his first Comedy Central special. But it always made me laugh. <laughs> it's Nick's last name Stamos. <laughs> but I think that's about it for this episode. Yeah, great episode. It's a solid one. Yeah, it's... It, it's got your Indiana Jones like checklist down. Yep. Instead of a boulder, they used a giant marble slab. But mm -hmm. other than that, all the beats are accounted for. Yeah. Um, if you have any thoughts you'd like to share on this one, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website, PhoenixFoundationPodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 6, Episode 15, High Control. Hi. Control. Thank you for listening. Thanks.